Britain's Conversation. This is LBC with Tom Swarbrick. It's ten to six. It's a Friday evening. Swarbrick on LBC. So, you know the drill. Sit back, relax, kick off those galoshes. LBC's Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, can take it from here. Tom, I am coming to you at the end of this American week, not from Washington, but from Beijing. I've been here for several days, digesting some of the new realities in the US-China relationship, but also hearing, even from a distance of 7,000 miles away, the collective groan that emanated from many Americans when they heard the big news of the week. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. What a build-up. Joe Biden's decision to formalise what we all knew was coming did not exactly lead to celebratory street parties across the United States. After all, the president's approval rating is still in the doldrums. On Monday, at the moment of that announcement, he remained in Jimmy Carter territory, tied for the second lowest approval rating of any US leader at this stage of their presidency. Only 41% of the public say they think he's doing a good job, despite that very fast-cut video that seemed designed to imbue Biden with an energy that most voters will struggle to recognise. There's even a brief image of him running in the announcement about him running. Let's finish this job. I know we can, because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. I don't know if it was deliberate that at the end there... You can hear a bit of a heartbeat motif. But certainly Joe Biden is not going to escape questions about the age issue. A majority of Democrats hoped he would make a different choice, telling pollsters consistently that it was time for the country's oldest ever president to pass the torch to a younger generation. But Vice President Kamala Harris must now content herself with the fact that Biden's video includes numerous images of her, sending a message to the wider public that she's staying on the team, despite her own underwhelming popularity. And the president, during an appearance this week with South Korea's leader, you can hear the interpreter in the background, batted away questions about why he thinks he's got the energy and drive to govern until he's 86. One of the things that people are going to find out, they're going to see a race, and they're going to judge whether or not I have it or don't have it. I respect them taking a hard look at it. I take a hard look at it as well. I took a hard look at it before I decided to run. And, uh, and I feel good. I feel excited about the prospects. At an appearance this week before a trades union group to promote his handling of the economy, the president heard a little music for his ears. But he knows that all over the country, Democrats are being asked why he's running and sometimes eliciting giggles as they struggle to find a compelling answer. Democrat Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City. His age is, 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 is excellent. We need the wisdom We need the skill set. We need the experience. While Biden's decision to run for a second term was not exactly a bombshell, other news this week was entirely unexpected, and none more so than the announcement made by Fox News on Monday. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have mutually agreed to part ways. Tucker's last show 
was this past Friday. Rupert Murdoch's defenestration of one of his biggest primetime stars came days after Fox settled a lawsuit with Dominion, the voting machine manufacturer. It secured a $787 million payout from the TV network after Fox acknowledged some of its hosts, including Tucker Carlson, spread Donald Trump's entirely false conspiracy theories about Dominion's machines. No one saw Carlson's firing coming, including the man who created the lie in the first place and learnt the news moments before beginning an interview on right-leaning Newsmax TV. Well, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Uh, he's a very good person, a very good man, and very talented, as you know, and he had very high ratings. So, you and I just said, wow, that was something. That's a big one. No media figure is more responsible for the tide that swept the Republican Party in Donald Trump's ideological direction. Concerned this week about Carlson's overnight disappearance from the airwaves, the former president's son, Don Jr. It's actually mind-blowing to me, and I guess whatever he does, yeah. he continues to be that voice for conservatism because, again, he's one of the few people pushing those boundaries. One of the few people... Uh, you know, actually speaking to independents and across the aisle uh, and winning them over with facts, logic and reason. Now, let's just drill down on that for a moment. Facts, logic and reason were not exactly centre stage when Tucker Carlson spoke to a right wing think tank conference last weekend and offered these thoughts on the Biden administration and the American left. It, it might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to to describe what we're watching. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? But the weight of the government and uh, you know a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? What it is, is obviously nonsense, but keep an eye on him. He may be a political talk show host currently without a political talk show, but he's got a huge following, and we have assuredly not heard the last from him. We have, though, heard the last from Jerry Springer. For 27 years, his eponymous TV programme coarsened American culture and presaged a much broader decline in American public behaviour by serving as the forum for televised brawls between Americans who, for a variety of reasons, were polarised against one another. How you doing, Jack? That's not a good sign. You come out, here's your fiancée. She won't kiss you. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of weary as to what's going on, Jerry. I brought you here to tell you that... Are you, are you seriously doing this to me? I've been cheating on you with my teacher. What? No, no. And the teacher turned out to be a woman. Whether it was black Americans coming up against the KKK, straight Americans coming up against gays and transgendered, or deadbeat dads coming up against their offspring, conflict, usually physical, was always the aim of Jerry Springer's game. Quite a track record for a lad who spent the first five years of his life in East Finchley. America lost another icon this week, one with a more respectable biography. Work all night and a drink of rum. The actor, musician and activist Harry Belafonte died on Tuesday at the age of 96. The Banana Boat song, released in October 1955, catapulted him to fame in a deeply segregated America. In 2011, he told National Public Radio that most people who popularised it didn't understand it. It's about men who sweat all day long and they are underpaid. 
and uh, they're begging for the tally man to come and give them an honest count. Count the bananas that I've picked so I can be paid. When people sing and delight and dance and, and love it, they don't really understand unless they study the song. That's a song of rebellion. Belafonte's rebellion saw him helping his friend, the Reverend Martin Luther King, organize the 1963 March on Washington. He campaigned for Nelson Mandela's release from jail and an end to apartheid in South Africa. He took on all comers, including President Barack Obama, whom Belafonte believed was insufficiently focused on improving life for America's downtrodden. His activism continued well into his 90s, and Joe Biden, who hopes still to be America's president when he's 86, said this week, Tom, that Belafonte had helped redeem the soul of our nation. From Washington, D.C., via Beijing, that was Simon Marks, American Week.